on this week's Bet the Process podcast, Rufus and I do a mailbag. We go through a lot of your questions, including one about where Rufus has had sex, which, spoiler alert, not that interesting. Then we give some picks at the end. And as always, we talk about some personal stuff and some philosophical stuff and hopefully make all of you guys a lot smarter. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not the typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a out with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom Welcome to another episode of the Bet the Process podcast. A very special episode it's um almost christmas and myself jeff ma and uh my co-host rufus peabody professional sports better most feared sports better north of the mason dixon line east of the mason dixon line what is it which way know. does the mason dixon line go i think it goes it goes east west and i mostly fear um, myself now was that because i've been losing is this as bad a losing streak as you've ever had no definitely i mean I think the worst. Describe the losing streak to describe the losing streak to me. Like how bad has it been? No, it's it's not that bad. We 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 lost two hundred. We've been last week, whining you know? and complaining. And then we, and but that, then we lost like people. another hundred and fifty the last the last two days also. So, oh, you lost another hundred fifty. Yeah, I've lost a lot the last two days. I I did really well last week, but for for two days of basically, you know, like when you win and you win a bunch. Like you're like, oh man, it took a lot. Like, and you, you know, you feel like, oh, it was a, it was a real uh, grind to win that much. And then when you dump, it seems like, oh my god, I can't believe I lost that much that quickly. You know what I mean? You ever have uh, that feeling? Yes. You're yeah. No, it kind of does. You know, Is he like told it, us it not all, to text, right? Not it because every, it's obvious when we're like checking our phone and whatnot. So don't text. Thank you, Jeff. What? Appreciate that. No problem. Just, just tell this me. is, I mean, this is the wisdom you gain as a senior set, soon to be senior citizen. Soon you're a senior citizen. I turn 50 next year. So if that's what everyone's, what Rufus is alluding to. Okay. So back to this losing streak. So tell me a little bit about the losing streak. Tell our listeners about it. Do you not want to talk, do you want to tell I me? Mean, to talk about my losing streak? streak? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. There's not much yeah. to it. We bet money. Some weeks we win, some weeks we lose. It's, but it's it's very a, it's very prevalent in your mind because like I I alluded to the feared thing and you said you feared oh, yourself so, it so how much money have you lost over the last in the during this losing streak total? Well, the losing streak's only like nine days, right? So how much have you lost in nine days? I think close to four hundred thousand. American or Canadian? Rufus coin. Okay, Rufus coin. What's just one dollar equals one Rufus one coin? Rufus coin. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh what were the uh that that should be really easy then to get into your your sort of like uh tilted moments, right? Did you have did you have some tilted moments or are there too many to even mention at this point? No, I don't think I don't think there are a lot of tilted moments. I think that I think the funny thing is the tiltiest moment I had all week was when um 
yesterday I was recording the unabated podcast with, we had Zach White on and Peter Jennings and, and Thomas Viola who hosted. And it was, our topic was tilted moments basically. And why I was, are you stealing stuff from our podcast? Actually, our producers actually asked me like, they're like, does Rufus have a competing podcast? Why is he stealing the content from what did I steal? Um, the tilted moment. Oh, it's not. No, no. The podcast wasn't about like most tilted moment. It wasn't. Uh, it, it was like the discussion for the whole episode was about tilting. It was a right. philosophical discussion about tilting. And I was sort of simultaneously sweating the end of this college basketball total that looked like it was a surefire winner because it was up 10 points with um, less than a minute to go or, you know, our under, we'd have to have 10 points to, to lose our under. And one team was up by 35 points. So it's like, we're going to win. Right. And now we ended up losing because the team that was up shot the ball and made a shot when, when they didn't have to shoot, you know, at the end of the game like that, the team that's up 35 dribbles it out. Once the shot clocks off, no, they made a three pointer instead. And then the other team shot a two pointer afterwards. So that's how we lost. Um, so that was, that was probably the, it's, most it's funny because you're now experiencing the, you know, disaster, which is betting on college basketball totals because yeah, oh, this yeah. stuff, like, it's just does not make any sense in college basketball when these teams, it's kind of like in college football when teams decide not to take a knee, but they, they don't keep running the ball. And unless the other team, unless the other team has no timeouts left because they can conceivably be like, Oh, they would have called the timeout. So we had, we couldn't have run it all the way out, but it's like, clearly the team down 42 has no interest. Well, so, I mean, I think college basketball takes us to another level where the the fouling and the sort of, especially when the subs get in, like there there's points in college basketball totals where you look at it and you're like, okay, this is just going to be decided by which scrubs actually hit shots or not. And like, it doesn't make it in, in the NBA, you know, there's a certain point where people just like dribble the clock out that very seldomly happens. It does happen. It, it, so we also had an over that lost last week when the team that was down by legitimately, they were losing the game like 82 to 37 or something like that. They had the ball with the possession starting with 25 seconds left and they just dribbled it out. They were like, we don't want to do anything else. Would you want to do anything else if you were down? No, probably not. But but I mean, no, no. Actually, I would. I would want to try to score a point. Maybe I'd hold for last shot so they don't get any more. But but another time I saw. I think the other team before that they brought in their. I, I mean, I don't know the last guy off the bench. Um, clearly, he was this white guy that looked like he his haircut was the haircut his mom gave him in fifth grade, and. And everybody was like, really, everybody in the bench was like, oh my God, this guy's getting in. And so he, the first possession down, he like has an open three and he doesn't take take it. And then you see they're harassing him. So next time he actually has a mid-range jumper open and he shoots it and he airballs the mid-range jumper. Do you think that you could beat him in a free throw shooting contest? No, definitely not. He was just really How nervous. About Preston? Do you think Preston could beat him in a free throw shooting contest? Also probably not, but... The fact that you're like processing this, this is like what we call humor, Rufus. You're gonna need to like lighten up. I think podcast, I think there's a chance Preston Preston podcast. could. I know that I couldn't, but I think there's a chance Preston could. Um, my tilted moment. Can you guess what my tilted moment was? Knowing me, think the about what half. happened this weekend. No, oh, I know. Happens. It was the Patriots Raiders game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, what? And it was almost like kind of had to just stop and be like, what does it matter? This team is so bad that even if they made the playoffs, it would be similar to last year where I had to watch that playoff game against the Buffalo Bills, which I really wish that I didn't have to watch. If that's the playoff game we were going to get, I'm okay not you know, having a playoff game. So that's kind of how I feel. But that was a tilted moment. I actually had the – what's interesting about that game is I had the uh, Patriots in the game plus one and a half, and then I had the Patriots in the second half, which was for sure a winner, and had the over in the second half, which only came in because – wow, I have some peppercorn in my throat, which only came in. Because it was the, my um, fault. It was my fault. Why was what was? It I don't why? know. I'm sure it is. I was. Well, it, they they all came in except for the Patriots. Um. Anyways, it's like that time oh, when you have wait, to wait. root. Can, can can I give an alternate an alternate tilted moment? Sure. It was when I I said we had a really rough week. We got absolutely annihilated. Second half sucked. College basketball total oh. sucked. And then Jeff is like Jeff says. Oh, we went 11 1 and 1 on second halves. It's like I thought you would be happy. I thought you'd be happy for your friend doing quite well. I, independently, I would be happy for you, but the timing was not good. I was just trying to make you feel, you know, like there's hope in the world. Like someone like, like me someone, was able to put together if someone like 11, you could put together 11 1 and 1 weekend, then anybody could. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, should we talk about uh, this? Um, have you seen this like parlay thing? The guy that made the two point yeah, million dollar. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I think he parlayed. It was apparently live bet when he parlayed the Vikings. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like such a ridiculous thing. Yeah, but the guy. You know, if you're allowed to. Wager $31,000 to win $2.8 million on a parlay at DraftKings. That tells you a lot. Like, So, like, our yeah. friend that handles, like, a lot of the high roller stuff at DraftKings, does he have good stories about all this kind of stuff, about, like, how they handle high rollers at DraftKings? I don't know. Maybe we should get him on. Maybe. I think, I mean, would he be willing they to talk want, about it? I don't know. I mean, I think it's no secret that they want big betters like that that are not particularly sharp. And I don't know if this guy's an idiot or not, but he uh, apparently the article said he um, hosts a podcast with Jake Paul. Well, and that, oh, and this is like that better thing, like BTR, yeah, yeah. So, right? Yeah. From what I've heard from different sources, he's like just a really rich guy. And by different sources, I mean sources on Twitter, different people on Twitter. He's <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. Did Elon no, Musk he's, tell you? Apparently, he's a very he's someone that's just got a lot of money and you know, but there were people saying, Oh, he's hit a few big ones like this, this year. And it's like, well, how many, okay. How many has he not hit though? What you're not, you're not seeing is losing tickets. He, he might be, he might be betting 20 of these every weekend or more. Why don't you, you don't, you don't think he posts his losing tickets. What was the thing that, uh, no, what was the thing that, what was the there was another thing that I saw that Ravel was was tweeting about? God, what was it about? It was like another one. You're blocked by Ravel, so I am I am blocked by Ravel. And it just it's it's upsetting to me. 
Because I didn't, I because I didn't cross any lines. Oh my god! I didn't say anything personal. I just critiqued the contest. DraftKings Sportsbook really have who the next Twitter CEO is going to be? No, they're not allowed to book that. I don't think. For entertainment purposes only. it's it's driving content. It's it's like when people post bet online odds on some random esoteric thing that bet online actually has a market for with a limit of $25 and they do it for promotion and they email you every day about it. They email everybody in the media. Now that I have an unabated email address. And by now, then now that I mean, like as of a year and a half ago, uh, I see in my email inbox every day, all these things about from people from sports books about, Oh, here are the big bets of the day. And so Jeff, I could actually become one of those people that tweet out the big bets if I wanted. Apparently, it doesn't take a lot of relationship building. It just takes looking at your email. Hmm. Um, how did the uh, World Cup end up for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I can't bet on it. Oh, that's right. None but I enjoyed care. watching the finale. I'll say that. I was I was rooting for Argentina to win, but when they were up to nothing, I was rooting for France because I wanted a, a better game. And so well, you got your wish, with, right? Someone with no financial interest whatsoever in the game, I thought it was fantastic to watch. But I will say, too many penalty kicks. I think that you sound like someone that doesn't understand soccer right now. Hey, I was a soccer referee for seven years. For someone that owns a soccer team, you sound like you don't understand soccer. No, I mean Penalty kicks are way more prevalent in World Cup matches than they are in club. Oh, matches. really? I didn't really... know that. Oh, yeah. It's it's a much so you higher. Think they just it's like triple the percentage of goals coming from penalty kicks, and part of it is because the national teams don't have as much time to work together, and so they don't have as much offensive flow. So, you know, I think it's it's like with less time to prepare, defenses are at an advantage. Fewer time. Fewer time. Fewer. Um, time to prepare but also i mean i do think it would be, it would have been better if you had just golden goals golden goal rather than a full extra time like imagine if that that goal by messi won the world cup like walk off style and i don't know i mean i feel like they used to have it be golden goal maybe i'm just completely wrong on this but no i feel like they did i i always loved that that was like you know sudden death that's or sudden victory as the kids sudden say. victory. Yeah. Or very I was trying to find gra- this or gradual Sorry, I was trying to find this Ravel tweet that I was talking about. Um, have you followed this uh, Portnoy thing? Uh, which Portnoy thing? There's always Portnoy things. Essentially, there's just this whole thing about this sort of marketing practices, which are sort of predatory and promote. There's like a, a, a my a thing on, you know, trying to target minors, but then there's this other thing on generally, I think the conversation that I'd like to have is this idea of like promoting or encouraging like reckless gambling and like why ultimately like what we, you and I, like what our role should be as gambling quote unquote experts or influencers <laughs> around <laughs> like trying to promote non-problem gambling right because that's ultimately or like responsible gambling like i mean 
I guess the question is one, is there such a thing as responsible gambling? Cause like when you get down to this whole idea of like the pointery thing, the thing that kind of bothers me about it or, and, or even just the thing we talk about with Simmons, where Simmons is kind of like encouraging people, you know, like through his million dollar picks, he's just kind of like gone and ramped up his bet, his picks more and more, you know, what, what's the role of the media or what's our role in, in, in trying to teach people how to be responsible in the way they gamble. And, and is there really such a thing? Is that like, is that hypocritical at some level? Like, is like the whole idea, like, I mean, you know, we joke about, Oh, I had a degen moment or, Oh, I, you know, like, put something on this just because i wanted to sweat and this is not responsible gambling and someone was actually talking to me about um army navy and how i you know i just when the, that army navy game went over i just tweeted out over and i wasn't like actually saying i had the over or whatever i was just saying over and um you know someone was like oh you know how can you talk about minus you know give people crap about minus ev betting when you know, you're betting on the over. And first of all, like the who knows about whether betting the over in Army Navy is minus EV or positive EV. But I guess like the question becomes like, how do we like, do you feel any responsibility to try to like teach people to be responsible gamblers? And 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 like, how would you even start to do that? That's a really good question. I, I think I I feel a responsibility to not teach people the wrong things. I don't know how much influence you or I or anybody actually has on whether people become responsible gamblers or not, but I think that I think it's easier to do damage than it is to do good. And I think our responsibility is at least not to do damage. It's the like the Hippocratic oath, right? Do no first do no harm. And I think that is I think that's why we're discussing the Portnoy thing, why we're discussing the Simmons thing. Are they actively right. doing harm? Right. Do you think they are? I'd have to see the numbers. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Do they actually have an influence on people? Well, no, I mean, like, are Portnoy, they are people, thing, I, I know, I know, but Portnoy was like telling people to get this free money and stuff like that. He's like, he's like, you know, like they're, they portray sports betting and the offers and like, it's just this whole idea, you know, like, you know, people joke about that, right? Like when we talk like this Western Kentucky game, right? We probably would have joked like this is, you know, especially early on in the game when Western Kentucky was starting to blow USA out. They were like, we'd be like, oh, it's just free. Like we would joke about that for sure. Right. But we don't really mean that. Right. But there's like, that's kind of like the mentality when you, when you kind of like are sweating a game together that you start winning by a lot. So, yeah, it's banter. And they haven't. They do have incentive to do that too. They actually have an incentive to encourage problem gambling, and I think that is the pernicious thing here. Yeah, pernicious. I'll have to look that word up. Yeah, you should okay. look it up amorously, though. Please, look it up amorously, or should I peruse it? You did, did we did we do this one? Perusing, perusing, reading it's, carefully. It's, it actually means per use. Do you know if Peru? Do we have we covered this before? We have, right? Let's let's take a little let's 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 peregrinate down to that topic. Does peruse mean to read carefully, or does peruse mean to read? You know, skim. It means per one use to read. <laughs> what? Oh, it obviously, it means to skim. No, it doesn't. It means to read carefully. To peruse, really? Like yeah. I'll peruse it. I'll just look it over. 
I think no, it means to read it carefully. Well, when I peruse things, I only skim them. Then you're not actually, you're skimming them. Apparently, apparently that's correct. So now that we've actually educated Rufus as to the word peruse, we can move on to the mailbag. Um, did you look at any of the mailbag questions or there's, why don't we go back and forth? I did. Do? I did. Although to, to do this properly, I need to get my phone out so I can have the Twitter up. I mean, I can do it. Someone wanted time. me to talk about the armed gunman that escorted me off the property I referenced in the bowl games pod. So back in the day when we used to play blackjack, um, we had found out that there was sort of like this beatable blackjack game in Shreveport, Louisiana. There were maybe like four different riverboat casinos. We showed up, flew in there. There was about four of us ready to play blackjack. And the way that we played blackjack was we would have like three of our teammates kind of sitting around tables, counting those tables and signaling in the big player who was me to play and you know we went to this horseshoe in shreveport and basically within an hour and a half we were up i don't know like 60k with like 2k limits so it was a pretty big win um we just got lucky kind of um and it seemed like we were getting a little bit of attention and in situations like that you're like yeah i don't want to i don't want to overdo this so we said you know let's go check out one of the other casinos and see so I didn't cash out the money because I we thought we were going to come back there and try to play more later. And then we went to Harrah's and um, sat down at Harrah's. And the minute we walked into the Harrah's boat, I could see in the pit that there was a person looking at something that looked like a fax machine. And it was looking at like four pictures on a fax machine. And, you know, it's hard to completely recognize those pictures because they're not super high resolution, but one of them certainly looked like um, some of the people I was with. And so I kind of looked at them looking over the floor and I was like, oh my God, this is. So we kind of like really quickly bail from there. Sort of seems like someone's following us. And then now we got to go back to the horseshoe to go get the money. They go cash the money out. So we go over to the horseshoe and I, you know, bring up my chips and, it's taking forever to get the stuff cashed out. You know, they're just sitting there and they're making me like sweat it, sweat it, sweat it. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like not let them get a good view of my face. And as I'm like, you know, whatever, waiting at the cage, <clears throat> finally they give me my cash. I'm walking off the boat. And as I'm walking off the boat, this uh, guy runs up to me, goes, Mr. Mr. Ma, come over. You know, I'm so-and-so the casino manager we know what you're up to here. And, you know, you always try to play dumb. And I was like, what, what do you mean what we're up to? And he goes, well, we know you're, you know, whatever. You're not allowed to play blackjack here. You're not allowed to be here. And I was like, eh, you know, listen, I don't, I don't want any trouble. I'm ready, happy to get off. And he goes, yeah, I said something like, oh, we don't, we don't want you here. You so I like, <laughs> what? He said, we don't want any trouble here. Are you saying no, that? I said, I, I don't mean, want any said, trouble. Like, yeah. I said, yeah, I said I don't want any trouble. So I walk off the off the riverboat. <clears throat> as soon as I get out of like sort of like the building or whatever, the there's a car following me and it's a truck with like big shotgun racks in the back and there's like a casino person in there with someone else and they security or something and they kind of like follow me off the property. Once I get off the property, there's a police 
these couple of police cars kind of looking at me. And I later found out that those policemen had been called in to kind of like intimidate me. Um, and then I literally like just hopped in a car where my teammates were waiting and drove away. So, yeah, so I did, I did basically like kind of get escorted off, you know, with the, by a, by sort of armed, armed, armed peeps. You got one you want to answer? Um, one you want to answer? I mean, there's a bunch of them. Okay. Best Christmas movie. I was just watching Elf with my three and five year old and there were so many questions. Elf is a fantastic movie. It's a great movie. Is it, is it your favorite Christmas movie? I don't know. You think Die Hard is a Christmas Die movie? Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. I don't care what Bruce Why Willis do you say says. it's definitely a Christmas movie? Because it occurs on Christmas and it's around it the it is a it starts in an airport with people going home for Christmas. It's clearly a movie taking place around the holidays and the holiday figures into it. It isn't just like, oh, it happens to be December 24th. No. Is well Christmas is December. Is, is Home 25th. Alone a Christmas movie? I know, but but the movie takes place mostly on, on Christmas Eve, which is the 24th. I think Home Alone is a Christmas Eve. movie. What makes it a Christmas movie? Just because it takes place. Well, there is like a Christmas, Christmas. There is a Christmas spirit to it all at the end, right? There, right. There's like no there's, Christmas spirit to Die Hard. Yes, is there, there is. They're there for a freaking Christmas party. I know, but is there any like moment in time where they're like giving each other presents and, exu- and exuding the Christmas spirit? Well, nobody gives. Are they? Are they giving? Are they giving presents in Home Alone? No, I don't remember. He's kicking those know. dudes' ass. I gave Joe Pesci a present. Yeah, but I, I feel like at the end there is like some Christmassy spirit to it. Yeah. But maybe Joe not. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci was trying to influence a Ute. That's a different movie. Actually. I know, but it's also the Joe Pesci. You're game. mixing your metaphors and you're mixing your movies. Same, you're mixing your same Pesci actor. Metaphors. Same actor, baby. Okay, so uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie then? You know, I'll probably go with Elf. And okay. if, 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 yeah, Elf is a fantastic movie. Okay. I don't really Jeff, have Wait, one. Jeff, have you ever like, watched, have you watched It's a Wonderful Life? The whole thing? I don't think so. You've never Too seen it? It's black and white for me. Part Too of it's black, black and white, white for me. No, wait, the whole thing's oh, really? black and white. I think the whole thing's black and white. That's the Wizard of Oz where part of it's black and white and part of it's in color. Is is the Wizard of Oz a Christmas movie? Definitely not. How do you know? Actually, it, how no, do you know it didn't it, happen maybe, on December 24th? It, it, maybe it did. How about this one? How much would it be to acquire all of Rufus's IP, models, data, etc.? How much would you sell that for? Would I have to like leave forever? What do you mean? Like, would I also not be able to use it too? I mean, I think you, yeah. I mean, I think you'd have to sell the, let's say, how much would it, you would someone have to pay you to say, I want your models, your IP, and I want you to come work for me for two years while I transition this and train some oh. people up. Yeah, the, the two-year part is where you lost me. Well, there's a price though. How much would that cost? I mean- that eight figures sure 10 million nah probably higher having the two years having the two years part makes it higher for sure 20 million the thing is jeff it's not about money is my like there's a point where 
but Rufus, you yeah, sell okay, you right. sell that for tw- you sell that for twenty. No, then I can do other things. Then you right? can do something else after yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's. I need to I need to think about it and figure out what the hell else I would want to do. I think if you I could do that, that, then, out then that certainly twenty million. Years. Twenty million, sure. So it's somewhere between ten and twenty million, Rufus. I, I I would actually probably have to do some net present value calculations first, but. But I think okay. my level of burnout makes it lower than it would be otherwise. Then probably it should be. But how often do you think about death? Not as much as I should. Whoa. You, do you want me to elaborate? I think about death a lot. Now that I'm getting to be like the age I'm at, turning 50 this year, I, I just want to I... make sure my family's set up for me when I die. Or if I die or something like that. You probably won't die. Rufus, don't jinx me. Okay. Well, so far I haven't. But I think that if I... I don't. You haven't jinxed me what, for dying? Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty good. I haven't jinxed myself either. But I think that actually thinking about death paradoxically makes you appreciate life a lot more. So um it's only it can be a little depressing but it's it's like a near-death experience are round robins ever a sound bet if so when and you should feel free to pipe in with ones that you want to ask me from this list so for sure i feel like we're both just asking the other no but when i do this i kind of dominate you and like so we'll we'll never get to like what you want to ask me unless you do it because you like to like talk a lot. I, I do so, like to talk a lot. You do like to talk. Uh, I think yes, round robins are. There are definitely times round robins are good. Round robins are good because they're if round robins are parlays. Um, they're parlays, and you can do them um, in different. And I'm, I'm not going to say this right. Different numbers, right? So you could you could parlay six different games in all the combinations of fourteen parlays, right? And so. I think the usefulness of round robining is it's a way to get more down in a way to potentially evade limits if you have an edge. Because if you parlay, if you have bets that have an edge, if you parlay them, the, those parlays have a bigger edge unless they're same game parlays or something like that. So uh, I think they're definitely useful at times. And I think it's largely, I mean, even if you're not trying to get around limits, it's it's a way to it's a way to sort of optimize if you, um, a particular portfolio, it's in essence, what I do with teaser bets. I don't, there's no option to round Robin them on books, but you can kind of manually do that. And that's kind of what I try to do. Um, Oh, actually, no, never mind. I was going to ask a question, but it's more, it's not a question that would be towards you as much as it was towards me. Which is what craziest place you've had sex. Uh, that's a good one though. Um, but we'll get to that. Are you at all worried about the longevity of sports betting? Like, will we reach a point where AI slash machine learning or even just the speed of information causes markets to become efficient too quickly to beat? What do you think? I mean, I think markets tend towards efficiency. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression before. Never. never. Um, I, I've never, never said this um, on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the lows be kind of holes at some level, personally. 
And I think even with AI and machine learning and whatnot, I mean, like that's based on data and based on, you know, you're assuming like that data set's stationary, meaning it's not changing. And it's just, there's, there's, I do think there'll be efficient inefficiencies. Um, I don't know, like how long it could be a way that someone could really make a living. Like even what you're doing with unabated Rufus, like obviously you're closing holes and making markets more efficient. And so ultimately you're contributing to the problem of making. I'm not using more AI efficient. for it though. I, you AI know, you will use AI to make markets more efficient. AI will eventually eat our lunch, but I don't think that time is as close as some people do. And it certainly isn't there yet as certain people on Twitter believe it is certain losing betters yep. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you could start all over, would you avoid the media attention you've received? So that's a good question. That's why I asked it. Right now I would say yes, but in a way, the thing is, I wouldn't be the person I am now if not for that. And so I would be a different person who had not gone through that experience and that, and, and, I wouldn't have gotten the education that I got from it, if that makes sense. Like, I think it's helped contribute to my personal growth and it's caused a lot of discomfort and adversity. So that has been a net positive for me, but now I would rather, I'd like to be anonymous, but also that's kind of cheating because it's like, well, I've been not anonymous. So now I want to go back to being anonymous. So it's kind of a cop out, but do you, do you really want to be anonymous? Like, I don't think that's true, right? Like everything that you do, like there's a lot of things that you do that have some level of marketing around them, right? Or rely on some level of marketing. It's it's hard for me to believe that you really want to be anonymous. I mean, I or like- Do you want to be I'll, I'll unanimous? I've gotten the, I like relationships I've built through Twitter and, and platforms like that. I think that is a, that's a big upside, but- I don't much care what the general people, what, what the, I don't know, unnamed faces in the crowd think about me like I used to. I do care what people that I respect think. So I don't know, I guess anonymous, like nobody knowing me versus lots of people knowing me, like I want something in the middle, clearly. Okay. Um, why is Camby in this business if they refuse to take bets over $50? So for those of you that don't, what, don't know, that's it. That's the easy answer. They don't, I mean, they do take bets over $50, just not from the guy that sent the question in. Right. And to explain to people, explain to people who like Cam, who Camby is. Camby is a B2B provider in the sports betting space. Um, they provide odds and managed trading services for Barstool, Bet Rivers, Unibet, a few others. And so they're making the lines and basically limiting people. And so this person is frustrated that they're not able to get more than $50 a bet. And it's because they've been profiled as winning better. And so Canby thinks that the way to maximize the revenue to the sports books that they consult for or that they it's not consulting, but that they work for is to aggressively limit people they think are winning betters, or even in cases, betters that are like break even or just 
maybe only slight, slight losers. And, you know, I clearly don't, I, I think that if they just made better prices, they do better, but there are, we've covered this ad nauseum. There's different philosophies. Jeff, okay. um, up? what are your thoughts on what Metcalf is up to? What is he up to? I don't know. I, I don't I, know. I mean, did, he's like still with Circo, right? Yeah. You mean his all tweet the stuff game he's doing? His tweet game is on point, though. Did you see his like rankings the of about the sports how books? he got like banned from the sports book and then his list of the sports books that are like shouldn't be in business or whatever in the US? Yeah, it was like number one points bet, number two barstool, number three, I forget, and then number four circa. I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Fuck, you got me. It was a great tweet. Um, why, Jeff, do why you, is that a great tweet? Because I thought it was because I thought it was a serious tweet and then it went into humor. Okay. Did it was you one of those gotcha it? tweets. So uh, it was like, good. I was going to ask a new question. Good. Do you think a self-proclaimed sharp tout who says he also works for NFL teams has a conflict of interest? Not referring to either of you. Well, who is he referring to? Well, I think we know who he's referring to. Who? Warren Sharp. Someone was asking me this the other day because I was talking about how I think I was talking to Ted Knudsen about their new NFL stuff, Stats Bombs, new NFL stuff. And I was saying they should get, you know, Warren Sharp to like, they should get him some of the information because they have like really interesting data and information. And maybe he would like promote it at some level. And, and we sort of talked about whether. I liked Warren Sharp or whatnot. I, I think he has some interesting content to say on 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 Twitter for sure. I I don't, and this goes back to this whole idea of like you and I talking about generally about like you know people who give out sports betting information about whether they need to have like bet before and whether that matters, right? And like or like whether they have ever had to like have sports betting be a significant part of their, their income to really give you good betting advice. And, and I sort of still fundamentally believe that. Um, and I don't get Warren the bets, sense or, that he, I, he, he uses a well-known mover in the space to bet I, as far as I know, or at least he did. Well, there point. was a whole thing. He works with Krakenberger, right? Like that yeah. was the, that was the thing. And like, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I saw, I, I, I mean, do you think he's a sharp, I don't know. I mean, he's I mean, sharp. I, like he's Warren Sharp. Well, that's not his real name, sharp. by the by the way. Okay. I met it. Well, I, I actually thought it was at first when I met him. He was like, "No, that's not my name." That's not my name. Did you um, like him when you met him? I met him before he became big. We met like in Crystal City. Um, Is he big? No. Well, I mean, before I mean, he didn't gain weight, but before I uh, he was he was still working as an engineer. Um, if time. I walked down the street and asked a random sampling of people. Would more of them know Rufus Peabody or Warren Sharp? Oh, Warren Sharp for sure. I'm sure. He's got like 300,000 Twitter followers. He's written a book too. He's written he's, a bunch of books. He, he writes, he writes a book, a book every, every year. year. Yeah, one a year. It's a pretty good pace. Sounds hard. Sounds does. really, really hard. I, you know, I think that I, I don't know because I haven't tracked his picks. I know that I know a lot of people in Seville give him crap for posting lines that are not available. 
I haven't done the due diligence on it, but you know, those guys seem to be pretty plugged in. Um, they don't really give crap to many people. So if they're no, giving not, crap nobody. to him, then that must mean, mean something. Um, do you have book recommendations? Someone was asking that now that you mentioned like Warren Sharp wrote a book. I, I would recommend, I would say all the Nicholas uh, Taleb books, Nassim Nicholas Taleb. <laughs> I thought you going to say Nicholas Sparks. I was like, oh my God, you're really into the the romance tonight. I think Fooled by Randomness is the first one you should read. How, for are sure. you really going to, you're going to really say Taleb is like, we're going to have a, we're going to go to blows right now. Well, I was also going to, I was also going to recommend Nate Silver's Signal and the Noise. Okay. And I know those two absolutely hate each other, but I think, I think both of those books are fantastic books. I um, bought my nephew and hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast because it'll spoil his Christmas present. But I wrote about, got, got him net gains. Have you heard of net gains? It's the soccer analytics book. Is it the one that um, it's the one that Ted was talking about when we met up that apparently Evan was talking about, right? No, Evan was talking about it. Cause, cause uh, it, Ted is, I think featured in that book. Oh, so that's why t- okay so yeah. no i haven't read it i'm gonna have to read it you should get it yeah to i need to read it, it i haven't read it but i give it to my 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 uh my nephew i have a very smart nephew that's very into like sports analytics i got him score casting that book or I, I think i brought it back from sloan and handed it to him because i didn't want to read it and uh he like loved it um and there was another book that I just bought. Like I spent a bunch of time in like that section of, I went into a, a Barnes and Noble. Did you go into Barnes and Noble? I went it's to like, If you don't know what you Noble. want to get, you go into that one section. And you're like, okay, like let's look at this. It was kind of, it was kind of fun to be in a Barnes and Nobles. I probably spent an hour in the Barnes and Nobles. And like, I, I enjoy <laughs> going to stores during Christmas. Maybe it's like, cause I'm a sadomasochist or something like that, but I actually enjoy the process because this is about the process of buying presents for people and like thinking about something that would be very, you know, that very meaningful to them. And so I spent a bunch of time reading like some of these books and I'm like, my nephew's like 13, 12 or 13 years old. So it's like, you know, getting him a well, book. He's going to he be like, actually... Oh God, I got a book. No, he's not. He's he'll okay. be excited about it. I, I think he'll be excited about it. He'll act excited. Were you I mean, ever excited to get it. a book at age 12? No, but I wasn't no, like, exactly. a very learned hum- human. Man, no, you, you right. I mean, you didn't get into Yale after all. Um, I watched a movie about Yale the other day. Have you seen that movie, know. Skulls? You, you might Skulls? have actually. Yeah, it was awful. You you might have it gotten into Yale for so all I know. Bad. I was just, making, I was just, I, I'm guessing. I was, I was on a plane back from from uh, the East Coast, and I watched Skulls, and I was like, "How did I miss this?" And I was like, "Oh, now I know how I missed this." Um. Who do you think you're helping with this podcast and how do you think you've helped them? That's a good question. That's a very good question. You know, honestly, I was going to say, I don't know, but I know that there are people that have, maybe they're just trying to play to my ego or something have said that the podcast has really helped them and, and helped them learn to think about things in a certain way that they hadn't. And there are certainly people that listen to our podcast that don't actually even bet on sports. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think we ever started this podcast with the idea of helping people. Um, now we're we're I selfish. 
Yeah, I just did it because I wanted to hear Rufus <laughs> talk for nonsensically and have a chance. He just to hoped I would him. give. He just hoped he would get my plays after the show. You're, we would do. We would do our week. Well, what, what do we call it? Trip around college football. Trip around college. You're you're yeah. minus four hundred k in nine days. That's uh, not college X. football. There was a lot. There was college football involved in that for sure. What do you mean not college football? Oh, there was like minus eighteen thousand college football. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Most of that was college basketball and golf. There was like almost no golf because there was mostly college league. basketball. It's most it was college basketball. Are, you, okay, NFL so here's teachers. a great moment. Here's a great thing for you. Are you starting to have any doubts in your college basketball stuff? No. Wow. Okay. Well, you don't know how much we made the week before. Okay, how much did you make the week before? I'll ask you. Like 180. I'm sure you want me to. No, I mean not as much as we lost, but but it's. It start, you know, it's certainly it started off hot and it's getting good line value. And I believe in the process and I'm involved in the process and still working on R and D on it. And so I'm excited for it. No doubts. You know, the next few days, it's gonna be like from this Thursday to say Monday. <clears throat> It's going to be really hard to keep track of when there's games going on and what game, who's playing in those games. You know what I mean? Like, there's wow. not like, it's like weird. There's all these games on Saturday for the NFL. There's random college games. There's NBA. It's just like, it's going to be a, a real shit show. I, you know, I don't watch the NBA, but apparently there's a lot of games on Christmas. That's not really there nice. These people can't go celebrate with their families. Um. I gave Rufus a, Ooh. this is from Jordan Gillis, who said, I gave Rufus a La Chiserie once in Las Vegas at Bet Bash, and he looked at me like I was insane. Is Rufus too big to be a little? You know what La Chiserie is, right? It's uh, Tony. It's thing. Tony Kornheiser. Yeah. 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 So next time I, someone I didn't says hear La Chiserie, it. do you just, yeah. I didn't I hear it. I don't know if you didn't. Maybe you're um, too big to be Here's a one that you'll like. Um, Shout out to Rufus. I've tailed some of his college football podcast picks this year with success without knowing anything about college football. But the question is, should I just bet almost every NFL season long player prop under every year, knowing injuries make me a favorite? It's not a horrible idea. No, I think it's a really good idea to be honest. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think books are not like how many guys play a full season without getting healthy, without getting hurt. It seems, I don't know. And I know that the but don't, I mean they price they, they price pr- a little they, bit in, but they don't right. price it enough. Not in. that not enough. No, definitely not. I like that then. Um, um I feel like Professor Shine and I like asked something, and I feel like we should answer we should him definitely uh, answer him. You know, I met him in person. Mention is he a good guy. Yeah, he's not at all what I expected him to be like. He does not look professorial in the least. Mention Monday's interesting Hertz news. Is the Hertz news that he's hurt? Is that how long is he out for? Is it? I think this is more of a trolling question, to be honest, because there was a Caesars article about this that I think he's talking quoting. Oh, like Caesars Sportsbook wrote a press release and news about what you know how Caesars reacted to it and how sportsbooks know, and I don't know it in. It got kind of widely panned for showing their ineptitude. Um, by the Seville. If you were to do a draft right now, if we did a draft, let's do a draft right now quickly. Okay. Of NFL Super Bowl winner. 
Okay. Snake draft. You can either go first and fourth or second and third. Which do you go? Which do you want to go? Was that a question? No. Yeah. You pick right now. We're going to do a snake draft quickly. Off the, don't look at your odds. Don't look at I'm anything. Not. Snake draft. NFL. First, fourth, second, third. I'll go first because I get first, fourth, and fifth. What's that? No, no. We're just doing top four teams. Okay. Um, I'll take second and third. Okay. Who do you go with? Oh. Now comes the fun part. Yeah, that's good. You probably want second and third. Um, I will take. I will take the Bills. That's that's who I was hoping you didn't take, actually. Okay, and then who are you going to take for second and third? I'll take the Chiefs and Eagles. Hmm. I'll get the Niners. That's what I. That's perfect. Yeah. I th- what's interesting is okay, let's do it the other way. Um, you take you get first and fourth, and I'll take second and third. What would you who would you have taken? The Bills. You would take the Bills first? Yeah. Then I would have taken the Chiefs and the Niners, and you would have gotten the Eagles. Yeah. So interesting. Um, okay. Um, do you want to jump? Do we want any more questions we want to do or jump into some picks and then let these people go? Um, let's see. Who's in? Oh, craziest place you've ever had sex. No, we're not doing that. You can do it if you Jeff, want. I'm Jeff, not have you it. not? Wait, you don't have an answer here? No, Rufus, like nobody wants to hear that about you and I. Like, come on, like, like have some taste and class and right now. So, so bear, apparently you haven't had sex any place crazy is what you're saying. You think that's the reason I don't want to yes. answer this question? Yep. Okay. 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 Where, what's your answer then? Well, I, I almost had sex on an airport runway, but we got into a fight. And so we were literally jumped over a fence onto an airport runway in Fiji to do that. And then got in a fight and didn't. So that wasn't good. I've had, let's see. Um, that's not super crazy. Like on Miami beach. Doesn't like at 4am at all. Um, also let's see. I've had sex in the ocean before. Not all it's cracked up to be. Oh, it's not a good idea. That was in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. okay. You are done. <laughs> this whole, this whole podcast may get canceled. Um, Hey, All right. don't, don't shame me. It's my body, my choice. What do you think? Do you, do you follow Chris Felica, the bear? Someone was talking about vetting his process. Well, I, um, I don't, I don't follow him often, but I know that he got criticized for promoting the man in the library guy. The guy that believes everything is rigged, right? Is everything rigged? Everything isn't rigged? It's it's rigged by the big man above, probably, but that, that's why I mean that's why all the athletes thank him when they win. They know yeah. he decided and they're appreciative of his deciding. Um okay. Should we do picks? Yeah, let's do it. 
are we um we're, we're gonna stick we don't have a good here, vet right? the process you guys gotta submit for vet the process you can't just give us names you've got to like give us like something along what they did or point us to an episode of something or a piece of content they wrote we're happy to vet that process but you gotta you gotta kind of give us something to go on more than that um also i would love to promote the bowl um episode we did with bud elliott last week which really is it's it's got some great content in there can i just say like bud is like an encyclopedia well and also really just is. like and the- you know what so so this guy um former former i guess boss of me he was the um was he ceo or coo of las vegas sports consultants tony sanusi um text me and basically was like said how impressive bud elliott was and how he remind his encyclopedic knowledge reminded him of this guy we worked with, uh, Coach, Coach John Harper at LVSC, who just knew all the like every detail about every player. Yeah, it's like Bud just you has this on the tip of his tongue. I was very impressed. If you go back and listen to some of those uh, some of those uh, previews we did on these games, they've been pretty dead on in terms of some of the, you know, motivation opt out, like the Oregon State one where. You know, you had the other side on that, right? And Oregon State just blew the doors kind of off. Yeah, Bud was right on that. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting, you know, that that line came down a lot. That line went down to like eight by game time. It was like or ten something, right? Yeah. Well, you know what they say about closing line value, right? Means nada. Apparently not. Um. Yeah, so go back and listen to that if people have a chance. Or we're actually starting to like tweet out like one minute clips on each of the games or as many of the games as we can as they come out. This last, like, uh, I don't know if you followed the Air Force line, which is interesting, Air Force Baylor, but the Air Force line has just gotten it's down to like four, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'll take my plus yeah. six and a half. You get a lot of CLV and, uh, it means it's guaranteed to lose. Right? James Carville. You know James Carville is, right? I do. I do. He gives out picks on Tony Kornheiser, like myself and Chuck Todd and a monkey are the other people that give out picks. I, Carville I, I always bet been, on the monkey. Carville's been giving out like five stars, so like five times picks and three times picks. And his three times pick this week is, is uh, Air Force plus four. How are they doing? He's like 53 and 32. Jesus. He's crushing. You know, he shouldn't have. I don't know why he entered the political arena. Yeah. His process, they asked me one time to evaluate his process, and I don't actually understand his process, so I can't really evaluate it, but I don't think there's a lot there. Okay. Well, at least you didn't say, like you say about half the people we ever meet, this is literally the stupidest person I've ever met. I don't think James Carville is stupid. I know. I, I know he's very smart. So, yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to do this week? Your pick this week? My pick to click. Yeah. I don't have a lot of great ones in the NFL, to be honest. Well, but why don't you give one of your college picks? Because we already did that on a show. You didn't I mean, actually I, give I your picks. Like one of the things that we numbers. did wrong on that podcast, we just, we didn't actually follow up the end or conclude any of the ones with like, so Except you would that. take blah, 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 minus whatever. Um, people had to kind of decipher that. I guess we weren't very touty. 
No, I mean, we try not to be touty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. What I'm, say you, Roof? It needs to be this week, though. And I think most of the ones I like for bowl games are next week. So um, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans laying. I need to make sure this is still the price. But it's down laying... to three, bubs. It's down to three, bud. Oh, God. Does that mean Tannehill's not playing? Seems Probably. like it. Yeah, never mind. I didn't even know the line is down to Cincinnati's down to three. That's crazy. I kind of feel like New England's going to win that game now. Okay, fine. I will give a bowl game pick just because I haven't updated my lines for the NFL. Okay. What are you going to? What are you going to do? Today is the twenty second, or I guess the night of the twenty first. Um, so Air Force is tomorrow. I want to give something for the national semifinal, but that's a ways away. I was going to give in the national semifinal. I took the under 62 and a half. I'm not Which sure what game is that? now. I make it 58.2. Um, Ohio State, Georgia. Sorry. I make the total 58.2. I took under 62 and a half. I'm not sure what the line is now, though. Yeah. So you want to go and I'll find like, I'll actually pull up an odd screen so I can give you, you know, I, I was snuck, snuck up on me. I was too concerned with the mailbag. I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take the Browns. I think it's still two and a half. I'm going to take the Browns minus a two and a half. Any logic, any reason? Just what our model says. Does there need to be a reason? Okay. No, it's a model that, that to me, that's a reason. Yeah, that's a reason. Yeah. So, so, okay. So the Ohio state Georgia line is 62 and a half at about half the books and 62 at the other halves, actually 63 at bet online. So we'll say under 62 and a half is the pick Ohio state Georgia. All right. There you go. You can put it on the board. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys all again next week. Next week, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to get all of our guests, some of our favorite guests to come on and just to sort of give you some previews, um, you know, crazy predictions. Last year, we did a crazy prediction, which was the Celtics would win the NBA championship. And so uh, we'll get some of our favorites, like probably Jennings and Cheetah and David Ow and whatnot, to give some crazy predictions and give thanks. So we'll talk to you guys all again next week. all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are put to engines running off a of leaded. 